Hi, everyone. Welcome to Audio Note number nine. My name is Andrew Robinson, and I hope you're enjoying this journey through the three myths. And the whole purpose of going through these myths is to dispel them. They only have power uh, before we dispel them. That's the whole point, is once we identify them, we can actually dispel them. And if you recall, these three myths come knocking at our door because they promise but never, ever deliver on their ability to help us overcome the six gravitational laws that keep us stuck. And so what we're going to do today is complete that, and then that will tee us up for the one truth that is to follow. Before we jump into that, a uh, quick detail. I've heard back from some of you, by the way, awesome feedback, super helpful. I'm glad you're getting a lot out of this and really appreciate it. Um, and also want to point out, as some of you have let me know, that this is available on Apple Podcasts. So if you prefer listening on Apple, uh, go ahead and listen to it there. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, hey, if you are enjoying these audio notes, about leadership. Love to have you give a review and let me know what you think. All right. So with that, let's jump into myth number three. Myth number three is similar to the other myths in that it creates a reality distortion field. It warps our perceptions. Influence uh, or inspiration, I should say, it distorts us like a drug, right? It, it captures us in that uh, drug-like state of ecstasy, almost like infatuation, um, and distorts our ability to see what's real. Calculation, the second myth, comes along and persuades us that we can control reality. And the third promises us the ability to insulate ourselves from reality. So I refer to the third myth as the myth of elevation. And you can recognize elevation by a couple of different ways. It comes in two phases. The first phase, and it typically comes in this sequence, elevation comes and begins to probe at your dissatisfaction with your current station in life. No matter how great life is, no matter like how much you have or how much you have to be grateful for, what elevation wants to do is draw your attention to what you don't have. It wants you to identify the deficits. Yes, but... And then what it does is it comes along and it will actually create this like bespoke solution to your dissatisfaction. And it will guarantee that if, if X, Y, or Z is true, then your dissatisfaction will no longer exist. So it wants you to believe that possessing more power or fostering the right perceptions or acquiring certain possessions will render you less vulnerable to life's eventualities. It'll insulate you. So elevation has its own unique voice, just like the other myths, and it, it typically begins with the phrase, if only. So for example, if only I had more money, or if only I had a better house or a better job, if only I were more attractive or more fit, if only I were more like that person. And you can see really quickly how this begins to suck you back in to those gravitational laws that we talked about. Because like, for example, the, the last one, if only you were more like that other person, remember the difference between shame 
and pride. Shame is what's wrong with me. And so elevation will use this tactic and come along and say, well, gosh, what if you were more like that person? There's something wrong with you. But if you were more like that person, that thing that's wrong with you would actually be righted. Right. And you can start seeing this mythology gain steam. Now, just like the other myths, there is a kernel of truth to elevation, like a healthy sense of elevation will challenge you to test the edges of your comfort zone. That's what it's, that's what it does in its healthiest state. So, you know, maybe like, you know, you need to improve your diet or yeah, you do need to increase your income or take certain risks that might improve your station in life. What elevation does in its healthiest state is it gives us that nudge. It, it, it creates a healthy agitation that can move us in a positive direction as opposed to inertia or complacency. Elevation can actually help help move us in, a, in that direction. Elevation mutates into a myth when it promises that if you attain this certain thing, you will actually be more insulated from the painful realities of life. You will be set apart. You will be different. Uh, you won't experience a certain things in reality that other people do if you have this thing or if you attain this whatever. Fill in the blank. All right, so you get it. Elevation, that, that's what elevation does. And when I was thinking of elevation and how I've seen it play out in, in my own world, in my own life, I was thinking of this time that I got invited to attend a Formula One race with a group of CEOs from a variety of different companies. And we entered this VIP tent that was right on the finish line. And there were other different tents around there. And one of the executives in the group, as we were entering the tent, he introduced himself as a group, I quote, I'm literally quoting, a group of powerful executives. We're a group of powerful executives. And I, I raise this story not to deride him. In fact, I would say he just didn't have a very good filter. But if you and I are honest, how often do we want to proclaim that we are set apart in this way or that way? He was just like, literally had no filter. And he said it. And uh, this friend and I looked at each other like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how you would respond to that statement. He wanted everyone to know that he and his buddies were not like everyone else, like especially the wait staff. And Interestingly, throughout the afternoon, I noticed this guy and then all the other people with him, they would study the other people in the other VIP tents. And it was almost like they were taking an elevation reading. Like, am I higher than this person, lower than this person? Do I need to do? And I trust you know exactly what I'm talking about. Elevation had these guys in their grip. And and I, I watched it and I'll, I'll never forget that. But like I said, if, if we're honest, you know, it's easy to write this guy off as like a, you know, a buffoon or blowhard or whatever. But if we're honest, that's us. Like I, when we are in the grip of elevation, we may not announce it. We may not proclaim it, but don't we think that we're just a little bit better than other people? That's elevation at work. It's, it's, it's that fear of, of being irrelevant or not important or that fear of not being valuable. And so elevation preys upon that and begins to turn our minds and our hearts toward this idea that if only we had this thing, if only we were different, if only we had a better job, then all these other things will go away. I remember going to a 
hot spring uh, when I was in college. And this hot spring is located in a remote part of southeastern Oregon. And when I say remote, I'm talking like middle of nowhere. And we walked in, this was a group of friends, and we walked into this corrugated metal protective uh, enclosure because it's really windy and dusty. And I remember sitting down in this hot tub and I looked up at the wall and someone with a Sharpie had written the phrase, wherever you go, there you are. And of course, you know, everyone knows that phrase. That was the first time I'd seen it. And I thought, that's hilarious. Like, here we are in this incredibly remote place set apart from civilization. And here's this phrase, like, wherever you go, there you are. And it's like, yep, here I am. And that's actually a truism. No matter where you go, there you are. No matter if you gain certain status or earn bunches of money or have an amazing position in life, wherever you go, there you are. And that's just the reality of life. And, and But elevation wants to, to convince you otherwise. On the flip side, have you ever met any anyone that seems deaf to elevation's voice you know they don't seem to hear that voice whispering in their ear they don't seem to fall prey to that and maybe you're one of those people and if so i envy you those kinds of people have done the work presumably to be able to identify elevation's voice and to learn to live that quiet life that embraces what life's giving you it's interesting in greek there's some interesting concepts that that we can get into down the road um, but the two that come to mind are the phrase Hesokia and then also Safrasune. And they're these terms, if you look them up, that, that refer to that quiet contentedness. I don't know about you, but when I'm around someone like that, I mean, if we're talking about a leader that you want to follow, that quality of contentedness is instrumental. Are, they might be a super driven person. They might be super ambitious but they're not chasing elevation's voice. They're not chasing after the wind, thinking that that will satisfy anything. Um, They just have that quiet contentedness. Those are some of the qualities that are at the core of self-ship. And and, and those are qualities that I seek to cultivate in myself. It takes work, it takes effort, it takes dedication every single day. Now, for some people, you may not be as susceptible to this myth as the other two myths of inspiration and calculation. And, and I've seen that. So again, you may be listening to this going like, yeah, I don't really catch myself doing that. You probably see it in other people. Um, but this one may not necessarily hold sway over you. But that's my question to you, as always, is think about where do you fall on this spectrum in terms of the different myths that come your way? Is elevation something that you struggle with? Is it, is it one of those myths that you'll find yourself buying into? And it's like, oh gosh, if I just had another car or a nicer car, you know, making decisions based on this mythology and you start building out a life that's essentially, you know, you're building castles in the sky and it's just not going to last. And ultimately it can undermine your influence in a powerful way because the people around you will pick up on the fact that you are under elevation sway because you're always looking for the next thing. You're always looking for the next position. You're always looking for t- to be around the people that are more influential, those kinds of th- attitudes and perspectives, as opposed to the leader that is content with life, that treats everyone with a, a high level of re- respect and regard because it's born out of that quietness, that contentedness, 
And that's something that, that I know I aspire to. That's something that, that the self-ship process will help cultivate in you as you go through it. So with that, let's bring in for landing on myth number three. Before we sign off, before I sign off, I just want to make really clear, the point here is not to get down on yourself. Like if you go through these laws, if you go through the mythologies, uh, the point here is not to resort to shame. That would be a misuse and a misdirection uh, throughout this process. The point is just to identify it and go, yeah, gosh, I am, I am susceptible to inspiration. I get swept away by things or gosh, I am so, uh, it's so easy for me to try to calculate and, and prepare for all of life's eventualities when I'm under the spell of calculation. Or maybe you are guilty of, of the myth of elevation, believing that if, if only um, X, Y, and Z, you would be more insulated from reality. And, of course, that's not the case. So where we're going, as I said, is we've now covered the six gravitational laws of leadership and the three myths, and now we're going to go into the one truth. And that one truth will help identify how you can defy the gravitational laws and how you can dispel the three myths. Okay, as always... Wherever you're listening from, I am just glad you're here. Really looking forward to going through this journey with you. Take care, everyone. 